श्रीला गुरुदेव की जय श्रीमन महाप्रभु की जय श्री हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जय बीरबाप महोत्सवी श्री गदाधर पंडित की जय श्री श्री गौर गदाधर की जय श्री श्री गौर राधमाधव की जय गौर भक्तवृंद की जय गौर प्रमान Pranam to all of you present here today, to the ones also joining us via Zoom. My pleasure to to have your audience, your darshan, and trying to serve the assembly of Vaishnavas through some <coughs> Hari Katha by the grace of Guru Gorangan Sri Gadadhar. Today we are celebrating the appearance day of Pandit Gosai Gadadhar Prabhu and. In many ways, in many respects, as, as we were speaking in, in our Katain in Spanish in the morning, today is the most important day of our Gaudiya calendar. Because if we conceive the importance of Mahaprabhu and Gaur Lila as the ultimate uh, development of Krishna Lila, if you will, the, the, the highest reach, Angadadar Pandita, the most crucial personality who is allowing Gaur Lila to, to happen, allowing Gorsundar to be successful, then naturally we must conclude, so there he must be the most crucial personality and the most important day is his appearance day. Uh, and it, this is interesting because generally from all the members of the Panchatattu, at least, maybe Gadadar Pandi is the most obscure one, the most cryptic one, the one that it say the least about. So you may wonder, like, so why... The most important on one side, and the other say I almost do not know that much about him <laughs> in comparison to Mahaprabhu, to Nityananda Prabhu, even to Sri Advaita Prabhu, hmm? three was Pandit as well. Hmm? So, but we know sometimes the most confidential things are not necessarily being told in your face, if you will, explicitly. Hmm? As we always say, also, Sri Radha's name is spread, her glories are like embedded in every single, not only verse of the Bhagavatam, but every single syllable, every single word, and every single space between each word and each letter. <laughs> but officially speaking, her name is not present one single time. So that's unusual again. The whole bottom revolves about Sri Radha Thakurani, but her name is not mentioned even once directly. So these Gaudias are particular people. <laughs> so here we're saying something similar. Today we are celebrating this most important personality who is the one that you know the least amongst all these five principles, five truths, Panchatattva. Hmm? So, but let's try to explain a little bit why Gadadhar is, is so crucial, so important, in one sense even beyond Mahaprabhu himself. Of course, with this, do not enter into duality, who is the best, who is the worst, below, above. And in many ways we could say, Every member of the Panchatattva is the most important. You could say Mahaprabhu is the most important. He's Bhagavan in this unique experiment laboratory called Gorlila, entering to the laboratory to make this new testing, tasting Radhavav. <laughs> so that's a unique expression of the Absolute, as we will see. Nityananda Prabhu, of course, could be termed also as the most important. He's giving gore to everyone, you know, totally in an indiscriminate way, especially being partial to to everyone. That's what it's real impartiality. Nityananda Prabhu is characterized by that. He's partial to everyone. <laughs> That's another definition of impartiality in the context of Gorlila. Partial to everyone. <laughs> Advaita Prabhu also could be termed as the most important. He invited Gore to descend to the world. Trivas Pandit could be termed as the most important. He hosted Mahaprabhu in his Angan in his courtyard. Eternally he's doing that for the night Rasa Kirtan. And he represents Tatasta Shakti among the Panchatattva, who is the, and not only Tatasta Shakti, but the ultimate potential of Tatasta Shakti. So he's showing us all that we can be. So in that sense we could say, wow, that's the most important. So I'm mentioning this not to be sectarian in the name of glorifying Gadadhar Prabhu, not to be, as we said the other day, racist. Racist, you say? <laughs> or racist? 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 No, racist. racist. <laughs> because it's to be racist in the context of rasa. 
That's racist. With double S. We don't want that. We don't want racism or racism in the name of Rasa. That's racism. <laughs> so when glorifying Gadadhar Prabhu, we have to do it in such a way that we end glorifying everyone else in the Panchatattva. Not glorifying one in the at the cost of others. That's not real uh, kirtan, basically. So that requires some expertise. We need to pray for that mercy when trying to seeing the glories of someone doing in some, such a way that everyone else's glories are being included there. So, again, Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya Dev, he's described as the ultimate limit of the Absolute. <clears throat> in, as we mentioned in the Gaur Purnima class, you may recall, in the Mangal Charan, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he's describing gradually who is Mahaprabhu? What is Gore about? So first he says, yes, he's the absolute. Uh, Brahman is his effulgence, Paramatma is localized aspect. Hmm? He's Bhagavan, but also he's the, there's no ultimate truth higher than him, hmm? he says then. And then in Chaitanya Charitamrita he describes Mahaprabhu as Paratattva Simma. Paratattva Simma means the ultimate limit of this, the, the ultimate truth. Basically. Paratattva means supreme truth, and Simma means the, the ultimate possible reach of the highest truth. And he said, that's Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya. That, of course, is Sri Krishna himself. We have to be careful when, oh, you are glorifying Mahaprabhu so much, but what about Krishna? Uh, he is Krishna. <laughs> we have to bear that in mind. I mean, they are different in one sense, but the underlying unity is crucial for us to to relish the diversity in, in the expression of Baal. So, Gaur Krishna. Anta Krishna Vahi Gauram. So, he's Paratattva Simma. He's the ultimate limit, the ultimate reach of the Absolute. Therefore, his Lila is also the ultimate reach of, of all Lilas. And again, Gadadhar is the one who is allowing Gaur Lila to happen. Because as we know, the main reason for Gaur Lila to be there is I mean, it's not beginning at one point in time, but somehow speaking in that terms, is Mahaprabhu's desire to, Krishna's desire to taste Radhavav. Holy is required for that, so it's there, <laughs> eternally. <laughs> but, again, the one who can give that bhav is Radha herself, who appears in Gorlila in the form of Gadadhar, as we were singing in Gadadhar Astakam. So, if Gadadhar is not giving, his bab, her, his her bab, being Radha, <laughs> Gore cannot be successful. Hmm? Our Guru Maharaj will say that at the end of his sacred preface, basically. You know, when Mahaprabhu is bathing in the glory of tasting Radha Bhava at the very end of his Leela, when Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami quotes the last verse of Sikshastakam, say this verse was spoken by Radha herself, and everyone will do like, Jai! So finally <laughs> he made it. I mean, he was making it more and more and more and more and more. But now officially Krishna does closes the whole great, the curtain of the great play, divine drama of World Lila, saying, he did it, he is successful. Krishna tasted Radhavav fully. Of course fully, we can say fully, how can it be possible? I mean, Gorlila is, that's why Gorlila is eternal. I will say that's the main reason for for having an Ityanavati, for the necessity of having an Gor, ongoing Gorlila, always, because there is no end to Radhavav. It's like a bottomless ocean. So Krishna may try to jump there and immerse there and, and taste that, but there's no end to that. So therefore, he's eternally trying to be successful in one sense. But in another sense, we could say he tasted all that he could in that particular Bhuma Lila. And Krishna does say, this verse, the last one, was tasted by Sri Radha. So one will start, Jai, Ki Jai, Gaur Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. But... I will, my Guru Master will say, but if you understand it properly, and at this point that Mahaprabhu is being bathed in the glory of tasting Radhavav, Gadada has totally disappeared from the stage. Totally. You don't hear anything about him. So you, and maybe anyone is asking about him. Everyone is like attentive to Mahaprabhu and Jai. Radhavav ki Jai. <laughs> but the main facilitator of that experience, the main director of the whole play, if you will, hiding behind the curtain and allowing all that to happen. Anon anonymous, you say? Mm -hmm. That's Gadadhar Pandit. Mm -hmm. The more Mahaprabhu is tasting Radha the more he becomes Radha, if you will, 
and Morada herself, her position, quote-unquote, diminishes. Quote-unquote, I'm saying, because that di diminish, diminishing actually speaks about her greatness and glory. So, so actually, my Guru Mahesh will say, okay, Mahaprabhu is bathing in his glory, but if you understand properly, Gadadhar's glory is higher. <laughs> so we should also pay some attention what to speak his day of appearance. So, yeah, Mahaprabhu is Paratatusimba. There is one nice verse from Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Have still not learned that one, but it's in, in, the, in the list of highlights. So I'm on my way to that for, by the mercy of Sanatan Prabhu. So Sanatan Goswami says, Bisheshatu Nagarasikasarasya Swarabhmatadi Swagunapadabai Apekshaniya Paramapriyasa Kastapa Parasri Bhagavatva Simma. Similar term, Simma. So this is a very nice verse. He says, the way, of, the way the chief of expert heroes voluntarily submits to his devotees is supremely dear and attractive because it contradicts his self-satisfaction and certain other of his natural qualities. It is the ultimate perfection of Godhood. So, this is very connected to all these ideas. Sanatana Goswami said the, the ultimate reach and limit of Godhood is when God starts to contradict his Godhood. Something like this he said. Because what's the point? The general idea of God is what do you what what do you imagine when you think about God? Do not say Krishna, please. And what's his state of mind, his standard on a daily basis? Is he too needy? Not need, not neediness. So Atmaram, Atmaram. That's that's one word that nicely depicts him. Atmaramata, which means self satisfaction. Like finding pleasure in one's own self, I don't need to go anywhere to find anything. I'm, I'm okay. That's Amaram. I'm okay. No, <laughs> but when we hear saying the highest level of Nayak or hero, no? that's a way of depicting Krishna as a romantic lover. When those personalities submit themselves to their devotees, they reach a point where they start to contradict this self-satisfaction because they seem needy, and they are looking for something in their devotees. Of course, this is ultimately pointing to Krishna in relation to Radha and mentally to Mahaprabhu. You see how the Goswami were so expert in, in describing this. And this starts to contradict his self-satisfaction. Contradict in one sense. In one level, the self-satisfaction remains there, maybe with Narayan in Vaikuntha. He remains Shanti Purusha, very peaceful. Everything is okay. Lakshmi is there. No anxiety in Vaikuntha. Except when Gopakumar goes there. <laughs> And sees Narayana says, Gopal, and wants to give a big embrace, and a Jai Bijai are like, what's going on here? Suddenly, Vaikuntha is Sakunta, a place full of anxiety. But for a minute only. <laughs> for the sake of, of the Bhagavatamrita's narrative. <laughs> but generally, Narayan is the one. Narayan, Parabhatma in the heart, not impartial witness, and so on. But Krishna in Braj, he's a, a flawed, absolute, a needy one. But not needy out of Emptiness, as we know, neediness here. That's a point, important point to understand, because we know what's, what it, what it, what does it mean to be needy. We have an existential hole over here, another one over there, and we want just to fill with whatever comes across our way. Not trying. Oh, and you see a person and you feel, oh, I fall in love. That person has the exact same size of my existential hole. <laughs> so you feel it's like a piece of a puzzle. I will take the person and encrust the. Okay, now I'm full. <laughs> But suddenly, you force the piece in the puzzle, but you see the puzzle, it's not the whole. The landscape that I saw in the in the cover is not here in the puzzle. Something is wrong here. <laughs> so, so it's not working like that. No? That type of neediness is not fulfilling. But there's another type of neediness that comes... I mean, you can be needy in a material way, miserable way, if you will. You can be Atmaram. You yourself can be Atmaram, not only Narayam. No needs. Stop movement, as our Guru Mahesh will say, why move? Just sit quietly. But above that, when love enters into the scene with Swarup Shakti starts to operate, again movement comes. But Lila, we call that Lila, movement out of a fullness, basically. When Radha and the Gop Krishna and the Gopis are meeting in Rasa Lila, it's not that we have two parties which have some existential vacuum hole and they want to be filled by the other. Please fill my hole and I fill yours. The two of them are full. So why they are getting together? To celebrate their fullness, basically. And their own fullness in, com in combination 
overflows further and further, further and further. Gaur Lila is such overflowing of the Krishna Lila, if you want, <laughs> of the consequences of, of Krishna Lila. So here Sanatana Goswami is saying with when the topmost clever of all heroes, that's Krishna, Diralita Krishna, he's submitting himself to the to his devotees, as Jayadab says in Gita Govinda, Dehi Pada Palavamudaram, touching the feet of Sri Radha. Oh, that state where God stops seeming like God, basically. He seems something else. Not something less, but something more. <laughs> That's the ultimate limit of his Godhood. That's the interesting point. Bhagavatva, his Bhagavataness, basically. No? What's the ultimate reach of being Bhagavan? That you stop seeming, it stop looking like Bhagavan. That's an interesting idea. What's, which are the implications of being Bhagavan? If you play out all the implications of Bhagavanness, you find yourself in Vrindavan when Krishna doesn't seem Bhagavan anymore. I mean, nobody thinking he's Bhagavan, and he's not thinking, therefore, he's Bhagavan, because nobody is reminding him of that, <laughs> basically. Well, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, we have that section with Narad Muni is asking also Krishna, Oh, Prabhu, have, did you have any difficulty when you had to deal with all these heavy demons in your childhood, in your Balalila, in Vrindavan, this Trinavarta and that Puttana and some big demons and you were just a baby? You may have found some like difficult situation, whatever, uncomfortable moments. Krishna said, no, well, it's okay. <laughs> no. He, was, he was not saying the Vishnu and me killed the demons and blah, 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 but he said, no, it's okay. And Narada insisted, but some, some difficulty, something. It was so complex childhood you had. No? You're not traumatized. You're not need therapy. I mean, one demon after the other. <laughs> and Krishna said, well, if there is something that I may feel I need some therapy for in, regard, in relation to now, it's not the demons, not the struggling with these big guys and so on, but when people like you, Narada, he points to Narada, came and started to praise me and say, you are Bhagavan, you are the Lord of Lords, and you started to remind me all those boring things in Braj. <laughs> oh my God, that was difficult. <laughs> so you can imagine Narada was like, okay, I have to play my Bina, go, Hari. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, in Braj you find the ultimate limit of God, Krishna's two Bhagavan, so yeah, but he doesn't seem like God any longer. So that's the interesting paradoxical situation. And here Sanatana Goswami is confirming this. That's the Bhagavata Simma. The ultimate limit of being Bhagavan is that you start to contradict all those qualities that make someone officially Bhagavan. <laughs> you are still Bhagavan somewhere else, in some layer, but you, you, you seem something else because of being overwhelmed by Prem, by love, that's the, the, the point we want to go here. So, so again, the, the ultimate implication of this is Krishna is so much overwhelmed by the, the love of Sri Radha that at one point she's wondering, what's her experience with me? What's she seeing in me? What's the glory of her love? And so on. So he wants to taste, as you know, Radha and holy lies required for that, the whole stage is required for that, and that's there, and Radha will be there in the form of Gadadhar, allowing that to happen, basically, allowing that to happen. Like, facilitator, you, you used this word today, facilitator of, of that, of that bhavan, this unique laboratory called Gorlila. <laughs> and in this way, it is that she becomes, he becomes the most fundamental person of the whole lila. Because again, you take Gadadhar out, Mahaprabhu cannot be successful. Gorlila will be a failure. And we are here as a consequence of Gorlila being a success. <laughs> if Gorlila will be a failure, we will be here trying to say something about Gorlila or Gadadapan. But we have been sprinkled with the victory of Mahaprabhu's bathing in, in Radhabhav that is coming to us through Guru Parampara. So all this in the background is due to Gadadapani. <laughs> That's an important point to even though, he, again, he remains totally humble in the background, that's even further more, further expands his glories. He's, he's making all, it all happen, but you don't know who he is, where he is. He's totally hidden in the background, trying to, to take all the attention to his beloved, basically. So that's the glory of, of love and humility. So we, as members of the Bhaktivinoda Parivar, especially, we have a very nice special connection with Gadadhar and Gaur Gadadhar. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, as you know, he worshipped Gaur Gadadhar in, in Godrum. He composed some nice songs for 
Baje, what is this song? Bhate Goragada Dare, Arctic song for Gorgadadar. Also, he composed a very nice verse at the end of his Gudrun Bhajan Upadesh regarding Gadadar, Gorgadadar, Shmara Goragadadar, Keli Kalam, and so on. Baba Goragadadar, Pakshakaram, Sunogoragadadar, Charukatam. Absorb yourself in remembering Gorgadadar and singing about Gorgadadar, speaking about Gorgadadar, and so on. In Gudrun. But again, all this in the na- not in the name of, okay, Gadadar, 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 and I don't need Nityananda Prabhu, I don't need all this other Panchatattva stuff. I only will go, ga- no, it's not like this, it doesn't work like this. No. All this in inter- interdependent, interdependent, so again, no racism. No racism, I'm not racism, that's the most delicate one. For example, Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta will say, for those who have some affinity for towards Madhurya Bhav, they will have some inclination to worship Gorgadada because you enter Krishna Lila by, through the gate of Gorlila. But Gorlila also is to say Gorlila is still a generic idea. Which portal in Gorlila? Because you want you say I have affinity for Krishna Lila. There's so many opportunities there, and two mostly coming in our particular lineage. Hmm? Manjari Bab and Priyanarma Sakya. So, for those who have some affinity towards Manjari Bab, Gorlila that will play out in the form Radha and Krishna will appear as Gurgadada. Which is not, my Guru Mahasaya used to say, it's not easy to to really understand this. You may say, yes, Krishna is Mahaprabhu, Gurgadada is Radha and Krishna, but to really reach the understand, the inner understanding that that's a fact, or, or like Bhaktivedanta Thakur is singing here, you, know, you are doing kirtan for Gorgadada and suddenly Bhale they become Radha Krishna they, they show us Radha Krishna or sometimes we know these stories they are worshipping Krishna Balaram and suddenly Krishna Balaram appeared there Goridas Pandit had that experience for example Subhav in Gorlila so for those with affinities for, towards Madhurya Gorgadada are the recommended ones, the recommended gate to enter into, and for those with affinity towards uh, Sakyabab, Gornitai, Gornitananda. So we have Gornitai and Gorgadai. Gadai is abbreviation of Gadadar. So Bhaktisiddhanta will say those with affinity towards Madhurya will call Mahaprabhu Gadadar Pran or Gadadar Pranadana. We sometimes sing Jai Satchinandan, Jai Gaurahari. Gadadhara Pranadhan, Kirtana Bihari, Nadia Bihari. He's the treasure of the life of Sri Gadadha. And the ones with affinity towards Sakyabab, they will call Mahaprabhu Nitai Pran. He's the one, the giver of life to Nitai. Some particular way of seeing a person in connection to others. I mean, we see always the name, the different names of Bhagavan are not just. At least a special name, but to Notakur will say the Mukya types of names. The main names are always speaking about some relationship with other devotees. It's not just you are called God. Those are the secondary names, the absolute. Okay, the highest, whatever. But you say Radhanath, Yashodanandan, Gadadar Pran, Nitai Pran. Oh, you're speaking about someone in relation to someone else. So he's not alone, this idea basically. But again, since in our particular tradition, Gorgadadar, Gornitai are these two main gates in Gor in, in Gorlila, we are to embrace the two of them mostly. It's not that okay, but my affinity is this, so I don't care for the other gate. No, no. We see many quotes, especially in Chaitanya Bhagavad, Brindavan Dastakur will say, from the two sides, if you neglect one, you are neglecting the other. Something like the uh, Arda Kukutinyaya, not like the half. Hen, half hen, half chicken, half hen or half chicken? Half hen, half hen logic, yeah. So he's quoting in, in, in Chaitanya Vat, he's saying the, the bow of Gadadar is that he will never look at the face of someone who offends Nityananda. So all of you racists, be careful. <laughs> and that's first for me, for sure. So Gadadar Pandit will... Uh, uh, Avoid to be seen for whoever has no love for Nityananda Prabhu. And then he says, whoever receives the merciful glance of Gadadhar will be able to know Nityananda. And whoever that Nityananda is pleased with, that person will be able to know Gadadhar. So it's 
there's no way out. It's like circular. One will take to the other and vice versa. But today, the main idea was to... This is some introductory points with your permission. <laughs> so we want to speak a little bit about the glory of, 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 of Radha's dedication in Gorlil in the form of Gadadar to analyze a little bit the psychology of, 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 of dedication present in Radha, in this form as, as Gadadar in Gorlila. Mm -hmm. So today's Amabhasya, so that's interesting in itself, that it starts speaking about who is Gadadar. As, uh, it's inter even, even every single day when you say Krishna is born on which day? Astami. No? We celebrate Janma Astami. Krishna is a, and Radha is born on? On, ast on Anastami, which is half moon. So half moon implies... They are not full on themselves. They need the other, the other one. No? So Krishna is not full without Radha. Radha is not full without Krishna. So each of the very lunar position they are born in, they are already speaking about their ontology, who they are. And, and of course, on that basis, we say Mahaprabhu, which is Radha. Sometimes say it's Radha and Krishna combined, but strictly speaking, Radha Baba Duti Suvalitam Nami Krishna He's Krishna. He's not Radha. Radha is Gadadha. Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha. Which is kind of Radha and Krishna. In that sense, Radha and Krishna combine. But not in every sense. Because sometimes Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta will have to say, Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahyanya Rupanop Janera Jivan. Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna. The two become one. But in which sense they become one? Again, Gadadha, Radha is still there. <laughs> so, which was my point? Astami. Thank you. So Gorpunim means, I mean, Krishna was born on Astami, Radha was born on Astami, Mahaprabhu, which in one sense is Radha and Krishna together, the two moons are together, so we have full moon, moon Purnim. So the idea is, if Mahaprabhu is full moon Purnim, what about Gadadhar? Gadadhar is allowing to Mahaprabhu to be the full moon. So Gadadhar has to be born oh. by mathematical calculation when there is no moon. <laughs> So that's called Amavasya. So that's today. The day of his appearance and the day of his disappearance as well. So that speaks a lot about what's his spirit emptying himself out so Mahaprabhu can be the full moon. <laughs> or Chandra. <laughs> you follow the point. So only by analyzing the astrological chart and the lunar position we can just conclude about the ontology of Sri Gadadra and his glory. <laughs> So he was born in Chattagram, which nowadays is Bangladesh. And interestingly, that's also very arid, arid, you say? Arid place. So another way of saying the same. No moon, no light, darkness, aridness, dryness. But again, all this seems like unbecoming. Oh, poor Gadadhar. No? But no, that's indirectly speaking. You have to get the indirect speech. Paroksham Mamachapriyam. That's speaking about her glory, her dedicate, emptiness. Whenever you see a picture of Gadadhar, especially the deities of Gaur Gadadhar, Mahaprabhu is always in his classical posture and tasting Radhava with one hand and reaching out to others with the other one. And Gadadhar is like this. So that means it's Sri Radha giving herself, her own bab fully to Mahaprabhu. Sometimes Nityananda Prabhu is also in this mudra. But it's another type of giving. Nityananda Prabhu is what Gore is about giving to the world. Mm -hmm. And Gadadhar is giving herself so Gora can be Gore, basically. Mm -hmm. Gora can be all that he wants to be about. <laughs> so it's a complementary mudra between Nitai and Gadadhar. The two of them are like giving themselves fully, giving Gore them fully to others and Gadadhar giving himself fully to Gore. Mm -hmm. So again, this emptiness of Gadadhar is fullness. So we need to learn to become accustomed to think in these terms because that, it seems it doesn't make sense. I'm saying, I'm telling you that emptiness is fullness. You say like, what? Emptiness is fullness? But how does it work? So, because why? In this world we can see fullness is as the more I have, the more I accumulate, the more I am, I become. But Gadadra is coming here to contradict that to say that's myth. It's not working. 
The more you empty yourself, the more full you become. Hmm? That's interesting. Sri Lanka will say the same connection to to the the conception revealing our mind to the sadhu. You want to f have your heart filled. To to the sadhu enter your heart first. You open your heart, empty whatever is there, because if you don't empty, take the trash out, you won't be able to be filled with something else, if you will. No? <laughs> Sometimes Gadadhar is, is described as what remains after Mahaprabhu tastes Radhabhav. But we should understand this is not necessarily the, the way of saying that. And even if someone would like to say that, Srila Sermash will describe Gadadhar poetically like an empty bag. <laughs> but again, you have to understand the, the sensibility of the poetry. Actually, it's a glorification. And showing how how mysteriously love is moving, basically. Love moves in a crooked way. Let's say, like a ser snake, a serpent. It means unpredictable. Unpredictability, that word exists? Okay. I mean, snake is not moving like in straight line. You know, oh, it will go here, so I will catch her in that place. You don't know. It's like, oh, no. when you say I will catch there, sure you won't. That won't be there. So, that's how love moves, in a crooked way, unpredictable way, indirect way, difficult to understand according to the classical way we used to move, like Jada Bharat. We were, someone was speaking the other day about Jada Bharat. I don't know who already, but Jada Bharat Ki Jai. <laughs> so he's Jada, he's Bharat Maharaj, apparently Jada. Jada means like inert, like dull, like something, someone who is not thinking apparently too much. He only opened his mouth when he struck the... In Rahugana, when he was, you know, the story taking the palanquin, not want to step on the ants, and, and the king was like protesting, protesting, no, mm -hmm. complaining, what's happening? He couldn't understand how the Vaishnava was moving. Not not easy to understand the movements of the Vaishnava. Vaishnava era Kriyamudra, Vignaya, Nabuya. So he was walking. Arjuna asked the saints to Krishna the Gita, how does an enlightened being walks? It's not just Externally speaking, first left feet, then right one, and with this particular gait and rhythm. No, it's like, what's the internal? What's moving internally that will create some external movement? So, Gadadhar is, of course, com complex theologically and difficult to understand because representing the topmost dedication. And also, again, Gadadhar represents, I would like to speak a little bit today about the principle of necessity how when we identify with a certain necessity of service, that will give rise to a certain identity of service. Identity of service comes out of identification with necessity of service. So Gadadhar is rather in her moment of greatest necessity because Mahaprabhu is Krishna in his moment of greatest necessity. So his necessity becomes her necessity. <laughs> she rather has no necessity of her own. You follow. It's not that oh, I have my own agenda, my own list of necessities. Krishna has his, what to do. No, no. His becomes hers immediately by way of identification. That's the, the whole uh, psychology of love. I don't have a separate sense of existence. The pleasure of, of the object of love becomes the pleasure, pleasure of the vessel of love. You follow. If he's happy, oh, I'm happy. Total identification with that. So again, Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but in his most, as we say, vulnerable moment. As my Guru will like to say, he's in an existential crisis. Am I God? I'm not God. I'm the king of taste. I'm Rasaraj or not? Who am I? <laughs> it's a very vulnerable moment. But as we always speak, in vulnerability, properly used, vulnerability will give rise to empowerment. So Mahaprabhu is the most vulnerable face of the Absolute, but the most volcanic one, simultaneously. The golden volcano of divine love, as Srila Maharaj used to say. Mm -hmm. So here again, this is Gaur Lila, Krishna's necessity. I want to taste Radhabhav. I need to do that. It's not only I, I will like, I need to, in order to continue with my life, to solve this particular chapter. <laughs> so this gets amplified in this Gaur Lila. Mm -hmm. So Gadadhar is contributing to the to the cause, basically, here. In so many ways. Mm -hmm. We were singing today in the Mangala Charan, a very nice verse composed by Srila Siddhar Maharaj. Uh, he, he wrote that verses and 
introduction to a work that I think it was never finally compiled by him. He wanted to compile 300 verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam that he considered the most important. Bhakti Notakur did that with 1,000 verses. Bhagavat Arka Marichimala is there the book. So finally, this verse that Silas Selmar composed went to as an introduction to, to that book, to the edition, his edition of Bhakti Notakur's books. So the verse we recited, it says, Nilambodi tate sadasa birahakshi pambitam bandabam. It's describing how in need Mahaprabhu is and therefore how in need Gadadhar is serving Mahaprabhu's need. I fully identify with Mahaprabhu's need. So it's describing on the shores of the blue ocean, that means Jagannath Puri. Nilambodi tate sadasa birahakshi pambitam bandabam. He is giving, he's consoling, consoling you say? Consoling his friend, Mahaprabhu is his friend, who is suffering in separation from himself, Swabiraha. Because again, it's Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha, in separation from Krishna. So he's in separation from himself, actually. <laughs> and bitam Pandavan. Pandavan means friend. So Gadadhar is Mahaprabhu's best friend and is giving support, giving relief, pacifying his friend on the shores of the blue ocean. This means, we will see now in which, which form this type of support takes. Second line is Srimad Bhagavati Katam Adiraya Sanjiva Yambatiya. So, he is giving Bhagavati Katam Adiraya. Adiraya means like liquor. Liquor? Liquor? Like wine? Liquor? So this is the Bhagavatam. This is the Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam, Rasa Malayam, Pivata Bhagavatam, Rasa Malayam. Drink over and over again, the Bhagavatam is saying. Intoxicating liquor. Sanjivani, he's saying. His Sanjivani Najur Veda means like these herbs that bring someone back to life, like in the famous Ramayan, that Hanuman had to bring this Sanjivani to bring Lakshman back. <laughs> so this Sanjivani, Mahaprabhu is just has collapsed, has lost consciousness and separation. From Krishna in the mood of Radha, Angadadar is reciting Bhagavatam to him, mm. and that acts as a Sanjivani on one side, bringing him back to life, but also as liquor that that may throw him again into a fit <laughs> eventually. But somehow or other, he's doing all that in the service of his friend. Srimad Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavati Katamadriya Sanjivanam Bhatiya, Srimad Bhagavatam Sadasanayana Shrupayanai Pujayam. And how Sri Gadadhar Pandit is conducting these Bhagavat sessions, he's worshipping the Bhagavat. Sometimes you see when before reciting the Bhagavatam, there is some worship of the Bhagavat, some arctic dawn offering of incense, lamp, flowers. So Gadadhar is doing that, but very organically. He doesn't ask, bring me the plate of puja, bring me water, bring me flowers. His own inherent elements are the offering. So torrents of tears... Srila Sirama says, are like the flowers that he's offering to the Bhagavat. No? Towards some tree falling on the pages of the Bhagavat to the point that all the, mm -hmm. the ink of the, of the pages disappear. So you see the pages are totally empty, but that's the fullness of Bhagavat. <laughs> you want to read the full Bhagavat and you open the empty pages of Gadadhar's uh, edition, if you will. <laughs> so again, it's empty, but it's full. That's the end result. They are the tears of Sri Radha, which is the what what else can you extract from the Bhagavad apart from that? So, <laughs> so that that's the way he's approaching the Bhagavad and giving that wine to Mahaprabhu. And therefore, Silasya Maharaj concludes imploring Goswami Prabhu Gadadara Bibur Puyatmaye Madhika Gati. Those torrents of, of, of tears create a current. And Silasya Maharaj poetically says I want to enter into that current forever. I want to swim and live deeply in that current that is coming from the very best of all the Goswamis, Sri Gadadhar Prabhu. There is a very famous painting that Prataparudra Maharaj made with Gadadhar giving Bhagavad class to Mahaprabhu with all the Goswamis, at least Rupa Sanatan. Haridas Thakur is putting the gamsha to dry there. Mm. And, and, and Prataparudra Maharaj is on the, below the painting offering Dandava to the whole assembly. He, he ordered the painting to be done and he said, please put me offering pranam there. Mm. 
So this depicts a daily affair on a daily basis. This is going on in Nityanavadip also, no? Radha teaching Krishna what's the Bhagavatam about. You can imagine what those classes must be. <laughs> Better you have a voice recorder. I mean, there's no voice recorder. They have <laughs> heart recorder. Heart yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu daily will learn from Gadadhar some new Bhagavad lessons, some new insight comes regarding his main project. Then he goes back to the Gambira, some few blocks nearby, Tota Gopinath, where Gadadhar is staying, and he will try to make the Gyan be Gyan, make the knowledge wisdom, made the information transformation. <laughs> so he will start to cry and faint in his Gambira. And next day, a new lesson. In the Gambira he has these two also assistants, tutors like Ramananda and sort of Damodar. So he's well, has good coaching here and there. He was following. So, so in this way the point is Gadadhar Pandit is Srirada serving Mahaprabhu according to the necessity of Mahaprabhu. Try to understand this point. It's not a generic necessity, it's very specific necessity. The Gaur Lila is very specific Lila. Raganuga Bhakti is sometimes called the path, path of specificity. It's very specific, too specific, I will say. <laughs> if I ask you what's our goal, someone may say, love of God. And that's totally abstract yet. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you got to the target, but in a very generic way. Because the next question will be, which type of love for which form of God? <laughs> we, we need to get specific. So someone may say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Prem for Krishna. Okay, something else. But which, which type? Which Krishna? And Braj Krishna, Maturesh Krishna, Dwarakesh Krishna. And someone say, oh, Krishna Vrindavan. Okay. So which type of prayer for Krishna and Vrindavan? I mean, there are so many varieties there. Someone say, I don't know, let's say, Madhurya, Madhurya Bhav for... I heard the most popular, I want that one. <laughs> most are there, so I think that's the best. I will go there. So, okay, which type of Madhurya Rasa? Uh, what type of Madhurya Rasa? Yeah, you have Swakiya, Parakiya, for example. Married relationship, loving, lover, lover, Parakiya, Parakiya Rasa. So which type of Parakiya Rasa? <laughs> One. There are so many, at least some of them. Some Bogechatmika, Tat Tat Babichamai, hmm? having direct connection with Krishna in that parakia or assisting in an assistant role to the uh, leading Naika heroine. So you may say, okay, okay, Manjari, Manjari. So under which, the, <laughs> under the guidance of which Saki? And so my point is from the idea of love of God to these other extreme, so many specificities there. Of course, it's not needed that you know all the things from day one, but in order to enter the ultimate goal, it's not you need to know, but you you need to be there, basically, for entering there. It's not that I don't have a clue about that, but I will leave my body and Krishna will send me there. There where? I mean, he will reciprocate according to your approach, so we need to gradually become imbued with bhakti samskaras in one direction or the other. So, again, here Mahaprabhu has a very specific necessity. So he's a very specific aspect of the Absolute. So there's a very specific need for us serving him in a particular way. It's not just, I'll serve Mahaprabhu as I, as I like generically. That will create a generic result, but not what ultimately we need. So. And, and, and we have the, the opposite of that. For example, for a minute, let me share two, two words. I mean, two words. Brahma Lok standard, like we say two minutes from there. About Gornagar, for example. What's Gornagar bad? Gornagar means I want to relate to Mahaprabhu in Madhurya Bhav. I want to be a Manjari of Vishnu Priya or something. And I want to make Mahaprabhu. Because Mahaprabhu is Krishna Vrindavan, so Krishna has that type of affairs. He's a womanizer. So. His Mahaprabhu is Krishna, so someone tries to make him act in that particular way. But the point is, Gaur Lila is predominated by other bhav, other moods. So we are to serve Bhagavan in the mood he is in. We are not to like to import our own whimsical idea into Golok, if you will. Now as we Golok burn down, I want to serve you like this. <laughs> There's place for choice, but isn't the parameters of Rasa Tattva also. Hmm? So Gornagar means 
basically with all respect, I don't care for what's the need of Gorlila. I don't care for what's in which mood Mahaprabhu is in and me assisting that in that particular role. I'm I just projecting my own idea of what I want in connection to that. So again this goes against what Gadara is all about, who is rather giving herself and adapting herself totally to the necessity of the Lila. I mean you, you can see in, in the Boma Lila Shirada, the divine couple now in Gorlila appear like at one point of the Boma Lila, the two of them are sannyasis. <laughs> we have two monks there, but actually they are the divine couple in Brach. <laughs> but there is a particularly necessity of the Lila, so they take the necessary form. And that's why Krishna Das, Kaviraj, Vrindavan and Das, they have really strongly opposed to this Gornagar saying, like, Madhurya Bhav is only with Brajendra and Krishna. And <clears throat> Brindavan Das has spoken quite strongly about that. He says, those who are his real devotees will never call Mahaprabhu Gorangganagari or the enjoyer of, of woman. But, I mean, there are different forms of praise, he says, are applicable to Bhagavan. But all of them have to be in line with the nature he's in in each lila. Again, what I told you before, Narad Muni saying to Krishna Vrindavan, Oh, you are so great, Bhagavan. And Krishna said, You are ruining the whole party here, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it's interesting because some of the main proponents of Gornagar are coming in the line of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Well, Bhaktivinoda Thakur himself, he established, or he repeated, if you will, the list of 13 Appa Sampradayas, and one of them is Gornagar. So I don't know how they justify that, but well, that's another thing. But my point is, Gadadhar, a figure like Gadadhar Pandit, is establishing this point so clearly, so intense. The need to identify with the mood of the Lila, or the need to identify with the mood Bhagavan, is in and serve according to that. Is clear the point? I will pound the post a little bit further with your permission. Because, again, according to my ident particular identification, a particular identity, will come. Try to connect these two ideas. That which with I identify with creates a particular identity. I'm identified with a particular necessity. The journal is self-centered. <laughs> so there's a self-centered personality that comes as a result of that. So if I just dovetail that tendency and identify with the necessity of service in the proper direction, the corresponding identity of service will come as a result of that. That's what all about bhakti is all about, trying to develop this bhakta abhiman, this self, same self of, of I am a servant. And again, we are speaking here especially, and this is so especially with a needy absolute, the ones we worship. <laughs> because they are so much in need, again, Mahaprabhu, Krishna, Braj, Shira, they are so much in need. So, there is so much service opportunity for us. That's the main point. Remember that what the verse of Brihad Bhagavatamrita quoted at the, at the beginning. The ultimate limit of being Bhagavan means you are so much in need. You no longer seem self-satisfied. What's going on? <laughs> but all this in the context of, of Swarup Shakti. But generally, for example, in, in most of the religions, with all respect for sure, but they do not have a very clear idea of who is God. So you can realize how that affects our own pr prospect in, in our service to that God. Because I don't know who is God, what is God, so I don't know clearly who I am in relation to Him. I don't have a clear picture of what's my service there. Is there a necessity of service? What's the mood? So I don't have a clear idea who I am there. And that's why many people just see themselves doing the same thing they're doing here, there. <laughs> With some... More in more satvic way, but the dog is there, the cat is there, the dryer machine is there, everything in place, working nicely, but without anxiety. Basically, that's there for many the idea. I mean, and I have my own cloud there coming up and down. But since they don't have a clear idea of who is God, they don't conceive themselves in in relation to to that because. So you see how one thing makes depends on the other, and if we go a little bit higher. Let's go to Vaikuntha for a moment. You have you have a, a clear idea of God there. Narayan, Vishnu, hmm? Atmaram, as we mentioned. So since he's Atmaram, he doesn't have necessities either. It's not that you see a needy Narayan. 
he may have some necessity here and there. He may want to taste Bira Rasa and the whole Nisrim Halila and Falls here and there, but generally he's like self-satisfied. So what's, what's the mode of, of, of that attitude there? Shanta Rasa on one side, which is nobody, there's no service. It's just beatific contemplation of the form of God or Samdasya. There is some dasya, not the full range of dasya, but there is some dasya. But that dasya in Vaikuntha, <clears throat> where, where is it coming from? The dasas in Vaikuntha are not feeling, oh, Nar Narayan is so much in need. He, they feel he's God and he's to be served. With prem, even with love, but the idea is out of duty, he's, he's to be served, he's God. We, we have to serve him, we, we want to serve him, but he, they, they do not feel. He's in, in so such an extreme need. They, he needs me in, in this. No, that's not happening in Vaikuntha. And it's okay. We are not against Vaikuntha Bhav. <laughs> but that's a different stage than the one we are speaking here today. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Braj from Vaikuntha. What's the standard in Braj? To begin with, Krishna is not seen as God. Narayan is, remains God. So the three Vaishnavas are right. When they say, no, Krishna is not God, Narayan is God, we'll say, yes, you're right. <laughs> now as sadhakas, we will ask and we'll say, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But eventually when we enter the Lila, we will agree with them. We'll say, Om Namo Narayan, Narayan, please protect Krishna. <laughs> so they are right on some, some point. <laughs> so, but in Vrindavan, again, Nobody's to begin with worshiping Krishna, and whatever they do in relation to him is a context of love and affection because they feel he needs. Just so that we'll see Krishna say, He's almost starving, almost he had already three lunches or something. No, no, for a mother's eyes, you're always too thin, so you need three more plates of this. You eat more, you need to eat more, you need to eat more. And Shirad will come to cook every day, so my canela will be strongly enough. He goes every day to the... He's so needy, he's so weak. He, this is a psychology of Raj. And what to speak the gopis? The gopis know, oh, this, this lusty boy is so needy, has so many desires, no end to his desires. And someone needs to, to be there to, to satisfy those desires properly. So the gopis are giving their lives and bodies in, in that connection. So, but all their approach to Krishna is in terms of perceiving his necessity. He is in need. <laughs> and we are there to serve that need. Of course, all this is selfless. It's totally free of all exploitation. Mm -hmm. So, the point is, when you reach that point of plane of love, there you start to speak seriously about being needy. We don't have a clue about what's being needy, actually. We think we are needy, and we know what doesn't mean to have necessities, but all of them mostly are jokes. <laughs> are in the context of Maya. So how much need is there in, in an illusion? So when you have Prem, then you will know what does it mean to be in need. <laughs> then you will know what it means to be suffering, what to be, it means to be happy. All, all those things appear in its real form when you love. You will suffer when you love, but it's a real suffering. So we want, we want reality. We want reality. <laughs> Even if that's Suffering. Again, suffering is not the suffering we know till now. That's the point. Because I say real suffering. I say, no, no, I don't want suffering. But immediately you are thinking about your unreal suffering. So you don't, we don't have a clue about real suffering. It's ecstatic also. It's sweet. <laughs> sweet suffering. Sweet pain. There is sweetness in pain. So let's see as we'll say. He quote this song, this poetry, which is the name of the author. The sweetest songs... The saddest songs are the sweetest. And, well, the point is, there is the possibility of sweetness. As we spoke the other day, yesterday. Compassion is suffering. But there is sweetness to that. <laughs> For example, Srila Prabhupada will say, what's the Mahamantra about? He will say, Mahamantra means, Krishna, please engage me in your service. Right? So it seems, we may interpret, I need to be engaged in your service. Which is, Totally true. I mean, but also there is the other side. You need me engaged in your service. You have a need. I have a need. And in the beginning of our practice, we are more 
revolving around that what I need, Krishna, I need this. You are Krishna. I'm needy. But eventually when you start to know Krishna, you realize, oh, he's needy. Oh, he's more needy than me, actually. So what to do? Uh, I will live to serve that. That's the basic conclusion. He needs to be served. We need to serve. He needs to be served. <laughs> he has a necessity out of love. That's an important point here. So that will be our loving service to him. To serve his necessities that are born out of love. Bhagavan is full of necessities out of love. So to serve those necessities out of love, that's loving service. They need to be served. Mahaprabhu, Krishna, Chaitanya, Dev, Sri they need to be served. We need to serve. So that's a perfect equation. Of course, from Bhagavan's subjective opinion, he will feel, I need to serve my devotees. <laughs> and they need to be served by me. But of course, we, we don't have to think like that. He will think like that. We'll think our part, he will do <laughs> his part, basically. No? So it's, it's a gradual process. Now, in the beginning, again, we are more self-centered self -centered, and our necessities are relative, temporary, and we want to fulfill this existential void. Eventually, we reach... We will reach self-satisfaction and eventually we will reach divine dissatisfaction. <laughs> no? The neediness that comes out of love. Bhagavan is thrown into that pool. And we will be also in, in, in that realm. Hmm? So this is an important point. The more you conceive God as Atmaram, the less ne necessity of service is there. The less opportunity of service is there. The less we will conceive ourselves of service because he's Atmaram. What can I do? What can I offer? I will. I may do it out of, of out of duty, but that's another. Mm -hmm. But as much as the absolute is in need, out of prem, <laughs> greatest the necessity of service. Like Bhaktivinoda will say, I want to leave my body in Kurukshetra, because representing when Sri Radha met Krishna, they were about to meet each other after such a long time, but they couldn't meet each other officially fully because. The stage was not there. Brach was not there. So it was like, Sila Semras will say, like, like in, in soccer, the ball is about to enter into the, how do you say? Goal. The goal. And uh, it's entering and someone kicks somewhere else. And it's almost there. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur thinks, such great is her necessity at this moment. I, will, I want to die at that point for eternity and enter into that portal and assist Sirada in her moment of topmost necessity. And that will create the topmost remuneration also which is in the form of greater capacity of service. <laughs> That's our remuneration. We want to serve to increase. Once let's say describe Prem like that. Someone asks, what's Prem? I say that you will receive an unlimited capacity of energy to express in service. That's Prem. It's not that you will receive something for not expressing in service. <laughs> Whatever will come, you will actualize that, you will upgrade that by presenting in service. So Krishna is a needy person, Mahaprabhu is a needy person. Srila mm. Gurudev is so much in need. Our Gurmash will quote this famous verse from... We have some extra minutes. I may go beyond the 6 p.m. A few months. Tundi tanda vinira timbitanute tundavali labdeye karna krodha kadambini gatayati karnarbudivyas priham chitta prangana sangini vijayate sarvendriyanam kritim no jane janita kiyat biramrita krishneti varnandai. So he will quote this verse from Srila Rupa Goswami. When it is said that Purnamasi, Purnamasi speaking in Vidagdama, say, I don't know how much nectar is in these two syllables. Krishna, Krishna. Two syllables, but so much nectar. When I just enter in touch with that, I am greedy for unlimited years. Because two years, it's just like, what was Brahma thinking about when he designed the human body? Only two years. I mean, it's two years. It's nothing to make justice of such sweetness. And one tongue. At least two years. At least two tongues. Also, no, one. Oh, my God. He's so unfair. So we may end up cursing Brahma. Sometimes that happens, you see. The is cursing him. Why he made these eyelids that interrupt our darshan. One tongue. Poor Brahma. He's receiving so much. <laughs> so... So the point is, you are having a taste of Sri Nam, and, and, and any, not, everything is not enough. I mean, you need, you are collapsing. I need more tongues. So Guru Maharaj will say, our Guru Maharaj will say, 
the guru is a desperate person. He's having a taste of Srinam, but he's finding difficulty in making, honoring properly all that is coming, so he will ask his disciples, give me your tongues, give me your ears, put your ears, attend, and act as extensions of my own ears and tongues. Somehow we will try together to honor this, this current that is coming, the holy name, the descent of the holy... So the Guru is in need. And to serve Sri Guru in that spirit, he will say, that's <clears throat> Krishnanandaya Dimahi. That's to really render Bishrambena Guru Seva intimate service to Sri Guru in his inner core, in his inner necessity again. Yeah, your Guru is in need. Of course, a different quality of necessity than the one we may have as disciples, maybe. <laughs> but there is need. And our greatest fortune is identify with that necessity and make that the goal of our life. That identification will, again, invoke a particular identity. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Sometimes we say that when Bhagavan accepts, uh, Bhagavan accepts a form because he receives a certain bhakti and he will reciprocate accordingly. You express Ram Bhakti, Bhagavan appears like Ramachandra. You express Vishnu Bhakti, he appears as Narayan, and so on. But also we could say also, if we identify with the necessity of service, as we were speaking, that will create in us a particular identity, and it will have a corresponding form of Bhagavan, and that will create a corresponding interaction between Bhagavan and us, and a corresponding stage for that interaction, which is what we call the dham and the lila, the loving interaction. But all this begins with identifying with the necessity of service. So that's a very crucial point that Gadadar Pandi again is pounding this post over and over again. We identify with a particular necessity of service, an identity of service comes, Bhagavan appears in a form to reciprocate with that. There is a type of reciprocation we call Lila, loving interaction between Bhagavan and his devotees, and a particular scenario we call Navadvip, Vrindavan, Ajodhya, whatever. So in this way we have this and in particular, in the case of what to speak of us, speaking about the Swarup Shakti of Bhagavan. Shakti Mam and Shakti. The Shakti of Bhagavan is there following Bhagavan like a shadow and appearing and serving him according to the necessity of the moment. If he wants to taste Mariyad Bhav, the, the mood of being um, a perfect ruler, Sri Ramachandra, so Shakti, Adi Shakti, will appear as Sita Devi. So Bhagavan wants to taste. Vaikuntha Rasa, Lakshmi, massaging there. <laughs> Bhagavan wants to show his most sweet face in Vrindavan, Lila Purushottam, Sri Radha is there. So the Shakti is adapting to the necessity of the moment. And again, at one single at one particular point in eternity, Bhagavan wants to taste a very wild thing, which is Radhavab. <laughs> he comes with this plan. So his Shakti is there to adapt to the necessity of the moment and takes the form of Godhada. Very specific uh, form he's taking because it's a very specific necessity. Try to imagine, as, as our Guru Maharaj will say, God is, that's the ultimate theological question, not so much us wondering, does God exist or not, but God himself wondering, why am I? <laughs> does God exist or not? He, God is asking. <laughs> So there's very specific, the question and the reply to this question and the method necess necessary to solve that conundrum and what, what we are to do in the midst of all that. I mean, who we are to be hearing these things to begin with, but we are here, so <laughs> there is something to do. I mean, the point is, if we have been brought in the fold of, of Gorlila Mahaprabhu by the grace of Guru and Vaishnavas, there is something to do, and something to do means something to identify with from the proper perspective or identity. So again, at the present moment, we, as Bada Jeevas, we may still identify mostly with um, self-centeredness and exploitation and my needs from a separate sense based on misplaced values and on arthas and blah, blah, blah. Not to discourage anyone, just to be objective in the analysis of conditioned life. Purushabhav, sometimes that's a word. Have you heard Purushabhav? Which means the mood of being the enjoyer. Here I am. And everything else revolves around my enjoyerness. <laughs> but the point is, it doesn't work. There is only one Purusha and it's Bhagavan. 
Purushottam, the Supreme Purusha. So it doesn't work. We try to be Purusha, but we may keep trying, but we are Prakriti, as we know. We are to be enjoyed by the Supreme Enjoyer. It's, we were speaking about yesterday. He's Bhaktaram Yaknyatapasana. He knows how to enjoy fully. We don't even know that. We don't have capacity to enjoy that much. So, and, and Bhagavan as Mahaprabhu is trying to teach that because Bhagavan, he wants to take the highest reach of his own experience and he's dismissing altogether his Purusha Bhavas, Mahaprabhu, and trying to step into the Prakriti Bhav, to Radha's mood, Para Prakriti Bhav. He's throwing his Purusha Tam Bhav <laughs> and he's embracing Para Prakriti Bhav. So he's trying to show this idea. I mean, if Bhagavan himself is doing that, how much we are. I mean, he's Purusha. He has the right to remain in Purusha Bhav. He's Purusha. But he's saying, I want to taste something higher, so I will try to enter into Prakriti Bhav. And we are Prakriti, but we want to be Purusha. And Purusha is telling us, that's not so great there. Pra- Prakriti is the deal. <laughs> that's the idea. Sometimes some people want to be God, but God is trying to be a devotee. <laughs> But we don't want to be devotees sometimes. <laughs> but God himself is trying his best. So Gadadhar is, is the one who is, again, facilitating all that and showing this great example. As I mentioned today, just to finish, generally we are glorifying Mahaprabhu. As I mentioned, he tasted Radhavav, he's bathing in that glory, but properly understood Gadadhar is the facilitator. And in the same way, we are glorifying I'm grateful towards Mahaprabhu, and we should. He has given such a great gift, Natoj Balarasam, Sabhakti Sriyam, such a great experience Mahaprabhu is giving. But who has he received that from? That's point. Because Chaitanya Charitamrita also mentions that. Mahaprabhu is giving Unnatoj Balarasam, the ultimate experience of, of Prem. But that is the outcome of his own experience. His own experience is Radhavav. Who gave Radhavav to Mahaprabhu? So actually, whatever we are sprinkled with in the Gaudiya Sampradaya <laughs> is coming from Gadadhar originally. It's given by Gadadhar through Mahaprabhu. And again, with this we are not under-glorifying Mahaprabhu, but this is a special way of glorifying him, and he himself will be so happy when you hear how you glorify his dear most Gadadhar in the same way that you want to please Krishna, you glorify Radha, he will be so happy with you. <laughs> So, in this way, some words we wanted to share today, trying to hopefully appreciate a little bit. It's not so easy, it's totally above our heads, but trying to to, to grasp, at least to begin with, at some point, the, the, the degree of dedication and sacrifice present. In Srirad, in this unique form, in this unique necessity of Gore Krishna, in the Gore Lila, so we pray today to another Pandit that he may bless us with further... Uh, enthusiasm, ambition in, in this direction of trying to identify ourselves in the more most specific possible way with the necessity of service that every single given situation may present in our life. So Panditri Gadadar Ki Jai Shri Sri Gaur Gadadar Ki Jai Abir Bab Mahot Sabtiti Shri Gadadar Prabhu Ki Jai Shri Gadai Goranga Ki Jai Gaur Priman Hari Gaur